bring everyone together for a great time with the Nintendo Switch system. Get the whole family in on the fun with exciting games that everyone can enjoy, like Super Mario Bros. Wonder, Animal Crossing, New Horizons, and more. Nintendo Switch has three different play modes all in one system. Play in TV mode, tabletop mode, or handheld mode when you're on the go. Visit nintendo.com slash us slash switch to learn more. Games rated E for everyone. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card, issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval terms apply. Welcome to Star Talk, your place in the universe where science and pop culture collide. Star Talk begins right now. This is Star Talk Sports Edition. And you knew we had to get here eventually. On this episode, we're doing the physics of billiards. Yeah, I said it, billiards. It's all, the pool, I guess, is also pool. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The physics of that. And you know there's physics going on on that pool table. That's right. And so we're, we're long overdue for handling this. And I got with me my my trusty co-host, Chuck Nice, Chuck. Hey, that's right. And uh, one of my favorite right. subjects, pool. I just, uh, oh, yeah? I could have bought another house with all the money I've lost at a pool. <laughs> yeah, okay, thank you. <laughs> it comes out for the first time on Star there Talk. There you go, there you go. Chuck's, Chuck's debts in life. And, of course, Gary O'Reilly. Gary, former soccer pro. Yes, uh, I know. Over in the I UK. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and, Gary, I'm always impressed just with your, your genuine interest in all things that are not soccer. Yes. So I'm delighted we have you as, as, as well, my co-host you. here. So uh, we got this in three segments. One we're going to talk about, uh, we titled the Coriolis Impact. Mm. Ooh, Ooh, Coriolis. Ooh, there's more about Coriolis coming up. And then we're going to talk about trick shots, how could you not? Okay, and another one about the angles. It's all about the angles on the, on the billiard table. The only time so, geometry is super cool. Yeah, so when you're in school and you say, I never have to know this again. Yes, you yes, will, you if will. you want to become a pool shark. That's right. But <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> That's how that works. So, so before we introduce our pool expert, Gary, give me some background on this sport okay, and this let's, activity. Let's do a brief history, and I really mean brief. So back in the 1400s, the British and the French, it's the... Damn, okay. The British, wow. British. <laughs> Jesus. And I'm, yeah. not talk, I'm not talking yeah. two o'clock in the afternoon, right? It's like, hey, Chucky, you give us your bio? I was born the son of a sharecropper. <laughs> The son of a I son thought, of a sheer crumb. I thought all the billiards began with the movie The Color of Money. Yeah. Right? Or, 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 or Minnesota, or Minnesota Facts. Facts. Okay. No, so here yeah, we go. Yeah. Okay, so we, go on. We, we way back. So it start, starts with the British and the French aristocrats who in the 1400s took lawn croquet indoors because during the winter months it was too cold and too wet. However, the color of the top is green to match the grass that was croquet was played on. 
Whoa. Right now, the term pool is for pocket billiards. It came from America, where tables were introduced into horse track betting rooms. The betting there was often done in betting pools. So in the mid to late 1800s to provide them with something to do between races. Now, here we go. Fun fact. Now we're in the 1800s. Wait, wait, wait. Because betting on races is not enough ways right. to lose your money. Yes, exactly. we got to add some between the races. Yeah. Okay, that's crazy. Okay, go on. Pain. So now we're, now we're in the 1800s. 1835, to be specific, Coriolis wrote a book on the physics of pool, which... It, I know Coriolis. I know Coriolis. you do. Now, now Dude, me and Coriolis go way back. Uh, don't, 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 don't you badmouth this man. No, no, no. Okay. Got a, I think he's got an effect that you like. <laughs> yeah. So now... <laughs> Let me see. It's called the Coriolis effect. Wow, yeah. look at that. <laughs> there you go. So, All right, more on that. We'll, so this more book, on that, but book, go on. The okay. book was published in French, um, ah. but it wasn't translated into English until 2005. Wow. There's your fun yeah. fact. So we are now looking at one of the classic physicists, mathematicians with an avid interest, such an interest in the sport of billiards and Paul that he went away and wrote a book. Amazing. Okay, so that kind of gives it a little more respect mm -hmm. than how it, what it occasionally gets today. Because when we think of pool halls, we think of shady characters. Yes. You know, and smoke in the air, and somebody about to lose their money, somebody about to get beat up in the back alley, yeah. and uh, and it hides cloaks the fact that to be good at this sport, you got to know some science, you got to know some physics, yep. and maybe even a little bit of engineering. And since none of the three of us have this expertise, we combed the landscape, and we found the spirit of Minnesota fast. <laughs> We found, we found Minnesota Slim. Yeah. <laughs> we, we found Dr. David Alciator. So you're a retired professor emeritus? Yes, recently. Um, recently, yeah, because you don't look old enough to be like <laughs> emeritus. At, at Colorado State University, you got your PhD in mechanical engineering wow. at UT Austin. Wow. That's right. And okay, here it comes. You ready? Dean and co founder of, are you seated? Billiards University. Wow. <laughs> there you go. Wow. Okay. I'm going to tell you something right now, Dave. It sounds a little like Trump University to me. <laughs> I know, just a little. It's just a little. Just, I'm a, just saying. I'm just saying. We, no, we, we, no, he didn't mean nothing wrong by it. He's just saying. Uh, it, we have a line of fine steaks we offer as well. Right? <laughs> <laughs> What happened when you were a kid and you said, Mom and Daddy, I'm going to start at Billiards University? I, I don't know how that would have played out back, back then, but we'll get into that in a minute. So you've got books on, on topics as, as varied as mechanotronics. I love that. Mechatronics, that Neil. Mechatronics. Oh, get with the program, man. Get with the program. Excuse me. <laughs> mechatronics. What's that about? That sounds like oh, robots that'll take over the world. It's, uh, it's uh, a more traditional name is electromechanical systems, which uh, is basically a, you know, a, merge, a merge of mechanical and electrical engineering with some, with some computer science thrown in. Right on. Okay. And, and another book, How to Aim Pool Shots. I love that. And you got your own YouTube channel and Facebook page dedicated to pool and billiards. This is wonderful to have you on the show. I'm happy to be here. Thanks, Neil. Uh, broadening our sense and understanding of all the cool sports that engage people. So uh, we have like a million questions for you. So any of us who've heard of Coriolis before whether or not we knew it was an actual person. <laughs> we heard of the Coriolis Force. Tell me 
what, tell me about Coriolis and, and billiards. Yeah, so Coriolis, you know, he wrote this brilliant book in 1835. I didn't see it until 2005 when the English version came out. And that was a year after I wrote my book. And I had done a ton of work. And when I saw Coriolis's uh, volume of excellent work, I was just crushed. And, and my heart stopped. So, oh, you mean he, he scooped you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, by a couple hundred years. Wow. <laughs> now, wait, did you reach the same conclusions, though, without knowing his work? Well, other people, uh, you know, I'm not the only one that's done billiard physics. Other people have done stuff, and many people okay. have come close to duplicating much of Coriolis's work. Before we we take a break, because I want to get to what you describe, could you let me know if in this first book that you wrote, Mechatronics, could you devise a mechanical system that could play a perfect billiard game without anyone's intervention? Uh, that's in the same way we can make machines that solve Rubik cubes and machines that drive cars, can you do one where it's going to sink the ball every single time? Uh, yes, people have done this. Now it's not; they're not good enough yet. They're not; they're not; they're far from a, a good player. But there are many robots that have been built that that can that can uh, use vision systems, a camera, to see where the balls are, position itself, and it, it would know exactly where the ball is, right? Exactly. If you've got yeah. High res camera. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they they can see better than we can see. Mm -hmm, uh, but mm -hmm. they can't stroke as well as we can, and they can't plan as well as we do either. But right. you might think the planning yeah. piece, I think, can be there soon. But the work that's been done already in that regard, they, the planning is not quite there. The shot making is not quite there. So right. just, just to be clear, when you say the planning, it means when I hit the ball, where the balls end up after my successful shot will matter for my next shot. Bingo. Because that, that's what the next shot that's will matter. That's what the whole yeah. game is. The leave, man. Yeah. It's all about positioning. Yep. You, you got to play the position yeah. game. You got to, Chuck. You got to make that shot, but you got to make the cue ball go to where a place where the next shot's going to be easy. Right. Chuck, Chuck, why are you this fluent in this? I thought Like you I told you, man, could have bought a house with all the money I lost. It's a very expensive education. Okay. Very expensive education. All right, well, we come back. We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we will get into the details of the famous, or is it infamous, Coriolis shot on Star Talk Sports Edition. Working moms have way too many to-dos. Switch to H&R Block and have an expert do your taxes for you. Block guarantees 100% accuracy and your max refund or your money back. And with their no-surprise guarantee, you'll always know the price of your tax prep before you begin. You can even meet with a tax pro in a Block office or online from home. So take a breath, moms. This tax season, it's better with Block. Make an appointment at hrblock.com. All tax situations are different. Not everyone gets a refund. Limitations apply. Description of benefits and details at hrblock.com slash guarantees. You know what shouldn't feel like rocket science? Planning a vacation your whole crew will love. With Carnival Cruise Line, it's all up to you. You can kick back or dive right into the fun. Paddleboard in the crystal clear waters of one of Carnival's exclusive destinations, Half Moon Key in the Bahamas. Take an ATV ride through the jungle or just relax on white sandy Caribbean beaches. The fun continues on ship from a ride on the Bolt roller coaster to a moment of pure bliss at the Cloud Nine Spa. Kick off the evening with a craft cocktail at any of Carnival's dazzling bars and lounges and take your pick of restaurants from surf and turf to family-style Italian. Then settle in for an evening of live entertainment. 
Whatever your vibe is, you'll come home with plenty of stories to tell. So pack those bags, be sure to leave room for a few unforgettable memories because no one does fun like Carnival. Book your dream vacation at Carnival.com. Ships Registry, The Bahamas and Panama. Whether you're a family vacation traveler, business tripper or long weekend adventurer, Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. And that's good, because there are a lot of me's. Choice Hotels has over 7,400 locations and 22 brands, including Comfort Hotels, Radisson Hotels, and Cambria Hotels. Get the best value for your money when you book with Choice Hotels. Cambria Hotels feature locally inspired hotel bars with specialty cocktails and downtown locations in the center of it all. Hey, that's me. Radisson Hotels have flexible workspaces to get the most of your business travel and on-site restaurants. That's me, too. And at Comfort Hotels, you'll enjoy free hot breakfast with fresh waffles, great pools for the entire family, and spacious rooms. Hey, that's me, too. I guess I'm just going to have to stay at all of them. Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. Book direct at choicehotels.com, where travel comes true. We're back, Star Talk Sports Edition, all about billions, the physics of billions. Of course, that's how we that's how we roll on Star Talk. I see what you I did get... there. <laughs> that's how we roll. Uh, uh, okay, all right. So we've got, we've got our we've got our our guest, Dr. David Al Alciator. Yeah, I want to pronounce it in its Italian way, and my tongue is not letting me. Altitore. But so, so, Dave, this is great that, that you've done that. You've devoted your career to this, uh, even with active social media presence um, promoting it. So let, let me hand over to Gary and Chuck because I know they've got a million questions for uh, wait, you. And we, we have now because it's it's so interesting. Um, the Coriolis sort of situation, particularly with parabolic cubal parts. Um, it sounds as if I should not understand it, but I think I do, but I need a really good explanation from Dr. Dave. Okay, here it comes. You ready? Yep. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's do it. Okay, so Coriolis, you know, if you study the motion of a ball, uh, Neil will appreciate this. You have to look at translation, how the ball is moving in a straight line or a curved path, and you have to look at rotation, how the ball is spinning and how that's changing during the, during the shot. All right, so Coriolis, he did all the math, and he had to write what are called differential equations to describe these two effects. He solved these equations, and he figured out that uh, the direction of friction, you know, when the ball is sliding and skidding across the cloth, there's friction that's trying to slow it down and change the spin. Well, he discovered that the direction of the friction during a shot does not change. It's the same magnitude and same direction during the entire shot, no matter how you hit it. If it's skidding and spinning, it's going to follow. I mean, the friction is going to have going to be in the same direction for the entire shot. Now, once he discovered that, because uh, he was smarter than most of us are now, you know, he had he was creative in how he solved equations, and, and he he realized at that point, if the friction is the same uh, force and in the same direction the whole time, it's going to be just like gravity. You like this, Neil, because gravity is always straight down, and when nice. you have projectiles, nice. projectiles, the force is always in the same direction, the same. The same magnitude, and that's why projectile Interesting analogy. follow a parabolic path. Wow, so Very it's the good. horizontal version of how of gravity. gravity works in our environment or, or here on Earth. I like it. I like it. it yeah, that's really track, yeah. cool, man. 
Yeah. So there's certain shots where this applies. You know, anytime you uh, you hit the cue ball with top spin or bottom spin by aiming yeah. high or low on the ball, right. after it hits the object ball, the ball you're hitting, the cue ball starts sliding, and then that spin takes over. It peels out and makes it curve. Well, that's an example. That that curve shape is a parabola. Right. That's one place. Mm. Another type of shot mm. where where the uh, Coriolis aiming system applies. All right. So a Massey shot. You know, a lot of ter- a lot of terms in uh, in pool came from the French because as as Gary pointed out earlier, you know, pool started with the aristocrats crats in France and uh, in England. So a masse shot is a French term uh, uh, where you actually strike down on the ball from above. Maybe you've right. seen some some trick shot artists do this. Yes, yes. Strike down the ball off center and, you know, to one side and down into the table. It gives the cue ball a lot of spin. It gives it side spin and it gives it, it gives it what's called a barrel roll or kind of a like a, you know, imagine a kayak kind of turning or, or a spaceship right. spinning, a satellite spinning. It gives it that kind of spin. While it's going forward. Yes, while right. it's going forward. Corkscrew. Right. Mm-hmm. Corkscrew mm-hmm. spins another name for it. All right. Mm-hmm. So when you hit a Massey shot, it also follows a parabolic path. So anytime, right. the, any, anytime the cue ball is not going straight or any ball is not going straight, it's always following a parabolic path. That's one thing Coriolis um. proved. Okay, what's what's the deal with the jump shot? Wait, 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 wait. wait. So, right. wait. So Chuck is taking very careful notes. Oh no, he has I already to knew that. Win back that money. I, I no, no, he has that. to win back some of that money. <laughs> yeah, that he I wish I could. You know what I mean? By the way, the uh, the um, the what is what's the Amase shot? Masse. Masse. Oh, Masse. So I'm gonna call it the Amase shot, and <laughs> and that's when the, somebody does it, and and they say I'm gonna say you owe me some money. So <laughs> I'm gonna say, say you owe me <laughs> another fifty dollars. And by the way, that shot in a trick shot is where you see guys. There normally there's an opponent's ball between your ball. And, uh, and the target and, and the ball, target ball yeah, between yeah. the cue ball and the target ball. And so what yeah. you want to do is go around their ball. And that's what that shot does. It allows you to literally go around the opponent's ball and okay, strike Chuck, your that's ball. why we have Dave on the show. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, okay. I'm sorry. By, by the way, John, uh, Dave, tell us about that shot. Like, describe <laughs> that shot for us. <laughs> Wallace, why do you want to bend the ball around another ball? <laughs> okay, so, thank okay. you. So, all right, so now, now, we, now we know where we are literally on, on the table. If that shot, that masse shot, is blocked because of the cushions, I have to go airborne. Now, how on earth am I getting a stationary ball airborne by hitting down on it? Right, I'll talk. I'll talk about this, but we got to go back to Coriolis. We got to okay, go back sure, to Coriolis. Okay, sure, but <laughs> it's not as if I can bounce it. Yes, yes. So there's that's called a jump shot yeah. in pool. And I mean, some some uh, some novice beginner players have probably executed jump shots before, but they haven't been the legal type. Right. The illegal type is where you hit under the ball too low and right. it scoops up in the air. It's called right. a scoop shot. All right, that is not legal. All right, for several reasons. One, it can, it okay. can damage the cloth. It's actually too easy to do it. It's very easy to do it if you try. Uh, so at some point they wrote they wrote rules to prevent that kind of shot and to uh, but still allow a jump shot. But now you have to hit down on the ball, and that causes the cue ball to actually compress the cloth and bounce off the slate. You know the bed of a pool table is made out of slate, yeah. geological mm. slate, and slate's one of those materials in nature that engineers have not been able to beat. There's several materials like that in pool. We should talk about that too. <laughs> like tips but, are still right, so, finish, so finish Coriolis. Yeah. So finish Coriolis. All right. Mm-hmm. So you know so that's one thing Coriolis. Uh, discovered that all paths on the on the table are parabolic, just like the, the shape of a reflector in a, in a headlight. All right, so let's get back to the second uh, discovery that Coriolis found that I, I was just blown away by, uh, and that's this Coriolis aiming system. 
All right, I call it the bar system first. Let me tell you why. So imagine a ball, you're hitting a masse shot. So you're hitting down on the ball. So you're aiming at a point on the ball. That's the B, bar method. Uh, if you project your cue, the direction the cue is pointing onto the table, it's aiming at a point on the cloth. All right, that's A, B, A. All right, now you have to, so that's one line. We have a line that's, that's through the cue, hitting the ball and aiming at a point on the cloth. Well, Coriolis, when he solved all the equations for these Massey shots, uh, I don't know how he did it, but he found a way to simplify the math at the end with some crazy geometry. And he found out that a straight line describes the final answer, even though the equations do not look like a straight line. All right, now the straight line he found is from the resting point. If you imagine the resting point of the ball, that's the third point, R. So we have bar, ball, ball point, aim point, resting point. All right, so Coriolis found uh, where the cue is pointing at the cloth, if you draw a line from the resting point in the ball to this point, this aiming point on the cloth, imagine that line, that line shows you the angle, the final angle that the cue ball will head after it's done curving. Right. Whoa. So I call this the Coriolis aiming system, because if you want to aim a Masse shot, you know, most people aim them by feel. But when I aim them, I actually look at the final line I want. I kind of project that line back to the cue ball with my cue stick. I add a little because it's not perfect. There's some there's some imperfections on a pool table. I add I shift the line a little bit, and now I know where to aim my tip at the cloth through the ball, and I can make that ball curve and follow that final path. Wow! This is the Coriolis aiming system. Wow! Where where was this book when I was losing all this money? <laughs> <laughs> so so Dave, we've got terms like English, yes. squirt, throw, and one I could probably understand, swerve. Yes. Um, what do they mean? What's the difference? I mean, because English to, to me doesn't make sense, but it's very popular here in the US. Aren't yeah, you British? British on the Aren't ball, you yeah. British, Gary? Shouldn't you know yeah, what English yeah, means? Yeah, but not, yes, yes, not, not, not into terms of billiards or pool. There's no such so, term in no, the yeah. UK. Gary. Well, Gary, in, in billiards, English is where you address the ball and you go, I say, old man. <laughs> I say. <laughs> actually, yeah, actually, it is related. It is related to where, how you address the ball. Okay. It, should, where you address the ball with a tip. That's right. All right. So when Chuck, you get the ball, Chuck, off normally center, what, Chuck, normally what happens is you have one's butler address the ball on your behalf. <laughs> no, I get you. <laughs> Sorry, Dave, you were telling us how it works. Can I can I talk now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't you guys aren't I supposed to be the guest here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the guest. You guys like my you're Italian family. If you want uh, to be heard, you gotta talk louder and louder yeah, and louder. Yeah. You're getting with the program. All right, so okay, when you hit the it. ball off center, you impart side spin, clockwise or counterclockwise spin. All right, now in the early days- Just to be clear, that's clockwise or counterclockwise seen from above. Seen from above, yes. Yeah. So when you hit the left yeah, side uh -huh. of the ball, you're imparting clockwise spin. Yeah. Yeah, looking from above. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, in the early days, Gary mentioned that pool originated from the aristocrats that, uh, you know, because the weather was so bad in England, they had to put bring croquet inside. They put it on a table. The balls kept rolling off, so they put these rails on the table. Uh, now, when the balls got close to the rails, you know, the croquet mallet, if you can, it's like a hammer, right? Usually you hit it with the, with the hammer part, mm. the mallet part. But when the balls are close to these rails they put on the tables, they had to turn it around and hit it with the end of the mallet. That's where oh. the pool cue, that's where the pool cue came from. Ooh. And for many hundreds of years, that pool cue was just a bare piece of wood, just like the end of a, a croquet mallet. Uh -huh. All right, now with a bare piece of wood, you cannot hit the ball off center very much. If you right. do, it slips right off. All right. All right, so in the early 1800s, around the same time of Coriolis, um, some, some guy anecdotally decided, because uh, their, uh, their pool cue kind of cracked on the end, 
they anecdotally took a piece of leather from their shoe and, and kind of nailed it onto the end of the queue. I'm not sure how they nailed it, but, <laughs> but they got a piece of leather on the end of their tip and allowed them to hit the ball off center now. You know, it's anecdotal, but this is kind of true. Uh, you know, that's, that's, how, that's how the full queue uh, evolved. Somebody put a piece of leather on the end of the tip one day, and now they discovered they could hit the ball off center and apply spin. Now, I'm answering Gary's question. Where did the word English come from? All right, because after these uh, leather tips were kind of invented around Coriolis's time, this English guy came to America and was given these exhibitions. And he had this leather tip on there. Nobody in America had that yet. And this English guy was hitting all these wicked shots, like Massey shots, and spinning the heck out of the ball, making the ball dance around the table. Well, the Americans hadn't seen that. They said, look at this English guy hitting these English shots. English. Yeah, English. Mm, spin. Okay. Mm. Spin. Okay. And, and, okay. and by the way, the English is so necessary we, when we talked earlier about where you leave the ball. So right the, at the after, after the shot. The, after the shot. Now, now something we have that's become almost. We've got to take a quick break in a, in a second. But something we have that's almost trope is the person who just sits there and puts the chalk on the tip of the <laughs> <laughs> while, while they stare. They're not saying anything. They're just putting the chalk on. You know you gonna get ass whooping that's right. right. <laughs> <laughs> So when did chalk come into this? Oh. I guess chalk and slate go together. As an as an as an educator, that was. A, that's what's in the front of a classroom, mm. chalk and slate. Yes. Uh, now, the chalk, it's not uh, just the slate is geological slate, but the chalk is not geological chalk. It kind of looks and feels like it, but it's made uh, differently. It's not. It's made from Tums they get from the. From, <laughs> from, the, <laughs> from, the, from the heartburn you get by watching the guy chalk. <laughs> the heartburn. Yeah. And you, you can eat it while you're losing. <laughs> As you get the indigestion for losing. It your eyes it while you're losing. <laughs> well, I mentioned the leather tip. We still use leather. You know, it's been, it's been 200 years. Engineers have not improved on leather. It's just wow. really, it's really good stuff. Dead animal skin is the best thing to put on the end of a cube, pull cue. So there's no vegetarian pool sharks. That's what that comes down to. Yeah. yeah. I've had several people ask me if there's a vegan alternative, and I, there are some, but it's not acceptable to a good Yeah, there's wear. a vegan alternative. It's called losing. Chuck <laughs> <laughs> is That's so, right. but the, the chalk, so you know, The chalk is to, is to give the, the tip more friction. You know, the leather grabs fairly well, but when you add this chalk, which has a bunch of abrasive particles in it, so it's a chalk-like substance that's mixed in with some little abrasive particles. It's kind of, kind of like a fine sandpaper. But you know when you apply. Yeah, that, but is it a yeah, different? Wait, wait, wait! But don't gymnasts use chalk to reduce friction? That's different. That's that's just to absorb moisture, like talc. Oh, moisture from like their, so their the, oh from the palm of their hand. And bowlers use it. a rosin. Right. They use a rosin bag. Same thing to to take moisture off the hands. Yes. I got it. Got it. Okay, so let's take a quick break. When we come back, uh, I want to hear a little bit more about trick shots and uh, also some of the culture of what it is to be a billiards shark on Star Talk Sports Edition. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We're back, Star Talk Sports Edition, the physics of billiards. And we have one of the world's experts on who thinks about the physics of billiards. It's Dr. David Alciator. Alciator. Yes. Just go with Alciatore. Alciatore. You gotta use your hands. You gotta use your hands. I wanna say it that way, and I'm trying to, it's my body won't let you. Dr. Dave, use your hands. Just call him Dr. Dave. Dr. Dave, that's how what I'm going to do. That works. So, doc, Dr. Dave, um, we all love trick shots. Do, do they have any real role in competitive billiards? Yes, there are what are called artistic billiards competitions, where the feature is trick shots. And the, oh, yes. Okay. Uh, and so, are they? Um, I'm curious because in the All Star break in basketball, they have the slam dunk competition. In the all-star break in baseball, they have the home run derby. So these are the, the fun things that can show up in a regular game. Now they're all focused down into one slot, uh, in, into one offering. So I guess what I'm asking is, are there occasions where a completely crazy trick shot would be necessary in competitive play? Yes. In fact, we talked about a masse shot where you try to curb around an obstacle. That 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 is used. Okay. In- play. And that counts as a trick shot. Okay. Yes. Now in trick shots, they do very dramatic versions of that. But, you know, in, a, in an actual game, if you have like a, you just seem to curve it a little bit, a few inches, you can do that pretty, pretty re- reliably. And, and a lot of trick shots, they involve a pre-setup of what the balls look like on the table. Bingo. Um, yeah. So that makes it, uh, it's the art of the setup so that your ball can do what it, what it needs to. And the other trick shot is yeah, the jump like, shot, you know, which we ta- started talking about before. We hit the ball on down, at a downward angle, causing it to compress the cloth, bounce off this natural slate. And that's, that's a legal jump shot. I didn't finish that thought earlier. It's a legal jump shot. You can make the cue ball bounce over, over an entire obstacle ball. And this is a very uh, important weapon in modern pool. All pro. So, so what are the balls made of to enable them to do this? They're made out of a phenolic resin. It's a thermoset material, it's called, but it's a phenolic. It's called a phenolic. Uh, it's a resin. A phenolic resin. Yes. Wow. Okay. I know, but Dave, historically, weren't they made of ivory? Yes, and I have to collectively Ooh. apologize for my entire sports history because we, we, we killed lots of elephants in the past. Oh, ah. oh no. And, and the, the, real, the real sad part of the story is that uh, you only got about three balls out of one tusk. Oh, oh no! So can you imagine oh, how many yes. elephants had to die to well, to help this that, sport? Yeah. But uh, wow. uh, now we talked about the the slate and the leather tip that engineers haven't been able to improve upon nature's incredible evolutionary feats. But the the ball we we did find a better alternative to ivory. 
you know, we how about, have, what about the queue? I mean, is it are we are we stuck in historical tradition and it's wood only, or have we have we made any advances there? Well, since the 1400s, it's been a wood cuse, just like that that original a croquet mallet. Mm-hmm. And just in in recent years, in the last 10, 10, 10 or so years, have has carbon fiber carbon fiber come Ooh. out, and it's Ooh. and you know there's been Ooh. other attempts in the past with fiberglass and aluminum, but they right. just did not they did not sell. You know, nobody nobody uh, and you couldn't play well with them. Uh, carbon fiber is the first true revolution in pool equipment. Yeah. Otherwise, nothing but, but, has changed. Nothing has changed but, in hundreds of years. Yeah, but wait, D- Dave, if you're trying to hit the ball. Some of what matters is the momentum that the the cue stick has that you're imparting on the ball. And if you go to carbon fiber, which is obviously lighter than wood, in order to get the same momentum, I have to push the stick harder into the ball. And maybe I don't want to do that. Maybe I just want a heavier a heavier bat, as we'd say in baseball. So what is the carbon fiber doing for you? Well, the only thing that's made of carbon fiber is the shaft, the, shaft. Front, the front end of the cue. Right. You know, most good cues are in... T- Two pieces, the yeah. shaft and yeah. the front piece. Yeah, yeah I see when they walk in, when, when a dude walks in the pool hall with a right. suitcase yes. and, and opens a suitcase and, and attaches one piece to the other, that's when it's time to say, okay, you win. I've done here. <laughs> yeah. These are people not using the not using the, the, the company the, cool right. stick, sticks on the thing. Right, they got their own. From our conversation so far, as Chuck said it quite succinctly, it's all about the leave. But how many shots ahead is a high-end Paul Billiards player actually mentally calculating? Ooh, yes. That's a great question. No, no, no. You said, no that, we got to say that differently, Gary. How many are they capable of knowing given the chaos and the randomness mm. of what happens oh, on the Oh, man, this is yeah, great. Pool table. Go great, ahead, Dave. Great yes. question. Great question. Yeah. And by the way, Neil, a good player does not experience much much, uh, much chaos or random. Uh, oh, excuse <laughs> me. <laughs> but, uh, okay. uh, the answer depends on the, on the game you're playing, partly. So yeah. I did want to mention, you know, eight ball is the most common game in America. Right. Most people know what that is. You, know, you have to do the solids or the stripes first, then pocket the eight. The other common nine game, ball is where the action is, baby. Sorry. Wait, wait, wait. It's the only game ever where the black thing is last rather than first off the table. Yeah, it's yeah, a, it's yeah racist, but the white, the white ball still controls everything. That's right. <laughs> okay, okay. Very racist game, very racist okay, game. Okay. Very, okay, uh, forgive me for forgetting right. that fundamental fact, okay. So the other game, nine ball, that's the game of choice of in pro tournaments now. And it's also historically the gambling game. That's, mm. that's, why, Chuck, that's why Chuck knows it, from his misspent youth. Yeah, <laughs> uh-huh, yeah, yeah. So the thing is, you've, you've, you've probably seen them. Guys just turn up grab a cue, and they intuitively know what they're doing. You kind of see it with some other athletes, but what, what are they calculating? You know, what sort of geometry are they able to see and feel just without having a, a scientific education? Well, you say it looks intuitive, but they are thinking about a lot. They just do it very quickly. Now, yeah. They're not thinking about, they're not, and even I don't think about physics and geometry when I'm at the table, except in certain shots. I do have mm-hmm. systems uh, geometric systems for aiming types of sh- certain types of shots, like bank shots and kick shots, where you're sure. getting balls off rails. Then the geometry can help, but you still have to adjust for the real world physics on a pool table. You know, the pure geometry does not work by itself. But anyway, good players don't think about any of that. They just stay in, they uh, they instinctively know how to aim first of all. And but when they're when they're planning, they are doing a lot of planning, and they always think at least three balls ahead, especially in not in three three shots yeah, ahead. Always, three, yeah. Okay. Now in a game uh-huh. like eight ball. You often have to think through everything if you're playing at a high level. You have to think about the whole game and work backwards from the eight ball. you got to first see where can the eight ball go? What, what should I choose, solids or stripes? 
Well, if the stripes are blocking the eight ball, then you probably have to shoot stripes because otherwise the eight ball can't go in anywhere. So you always think backwards and then, and then you have to say, well, the eight ball's here. These other balls are in the way. Once I clear all my other balls, where do I have to get the cue ball to make that eight ball? So you gotta think about what, what, is, the, what is the key ball to help me get on the eight? That's the last ball you pocket, the last stripe or solid you pocket to get shape on the eight. That's the leave you talked about before, Chuck, the That's shape. That's right. And, that shape. And, sometimes, and sometimes what happens is you don't have a shot to move forward. So mm, what you want to yeah. do then is play some defense yep. to yes. make sure that your leave puts your opponent at a disadvantage so that you're not leaving them with uh, three shots that they can then go ahead and maybe go ahead and, and sink the eight ball on you. Chuck, given your legendary billiard debt, why are we listening to any <laughs> advice from you at all? I, mean, I just want to make this clear. I just want to be clear about uh, do, this. Do what I do, not what I say. I mean, do what I say, not what I do. <laughs> so let me ask you about, because uh, I, I just have a couple more minutes, Chuck, uh, okay, so very let, quickly. let's hear it. Okay. It's, not a, it's not a trick shot, but multiple bank shots, which are, to Ooh. me, one of the coolest things that you can see Very when cool. you're playing pool. You know, a bank shot is a bank shot. But like when you have a ball hidden and you go two banks and then a third bank off the rail and just kiss it and knock the ball in, that kind of stuff is like, so when you're picking your spots, how do you maintain the sight for all three spots? Because the first and let me one, jump in here and say I'm gonna jump in here and say when you see the projected paths of hurricanes and the farther along the path of the hurricane, the wider is the uncertainty, mm -hmm. you know that's going on on Dave pool table. So let me ask you, Dave, how big does your uncertainty get? Uh, even if you're highly talented at this, as it goes from one cushion to another cushion, and that third cushion has got to have maximal uncertainty in where you expected it to go. Well, there's actually systems for aiming these types of shots. And what you're describing, Chuck, is called a kick shot. You know, when, when, you, hit a, when you hit an object ball, like a target mm. ball, and you make it bounce off a rail, that's called a bank shot. But when you, hit a, when you hit one or more rails first with the cue ball, that's called the kick shot. So there are, there are several systems. They're called diamond systems. You know why they call diamond systems? No. Because there's diamonds on the table, diamonds on, on the, the rails. Table. Yeah. And oh, that answers your question. Okay. Answers your question. How do you, they're th at the between points yes, mm -hmm. there's, there's of actually, the pockets. Right. Yeah, between is that what they're there for? I always oh, yeah, they're, they're there for. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they're there for to help to help aim mm -hmm. certain types of shots, and that's how that's what you wow. focus on. You focus at where you're shooting relative to the relative to the diamonds on the first rail. Okay, now these diamond systems they were developed many years ago, hundreds of years ago, yep. and you know when we had this other game called billiards, we talked about you know pool is pocket billiards. Our tables have pockets in them, mm -hmm. but the original billiards was had no pockets. Uh, in fact, I don't know if you know the, the music, uh, the musical, the Music Man. You know that? Yeah, yeah, uh, right yeah. here in River City. You got it. Right, we got trouble. We got trouble. You know what? You know what? That you know starts what? with T, and that rhymes with P. <laughs> that stands for pool. That stands for pool. <laughs> the whole theme, of that, whole theme of that musical was that. Uh, Chuck, very good. Good Chuck. job, Chuck. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. the whole theme of that musical mm -hmm. was that uh, this billiard parlor, which was a very gentlemanly game, because it was in, there only there were only three balls on the table, no pockets. The goal is to hit the first ball, and before you hit, and you had to hit the first ball into the second ball. You're, you're hitting a cue ball, and there's two other balls. So you hit the cue ball into the first ball. Before the cue ball hits the second ball, you have to contact at least three rails. That's the whole, that's the game. That's wow. billiards. That's, that's billiards. billiards. Right? So those folks know the geometry real well. Yes, and they came up with these systems to aim those types of shots. Now, the theme of this musical was that the billiard parlor in town was about to install an American pool table. <laughs> right, and, and that was going to corrupt the youth of the town. So they, they needed something to, 
They needed something wholesome. Mm. They needed something wholesome to, mm -hmm. to replace that, that corruption. And it was a marching band. And this traveling they needed 76 trombones. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's what they <laughs> anyway, I got the, what, were, what were we talking about? I forget. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about the diamond system. The diamond <laughs> systems for aiming kick shots. Yeah. So, wait, wait, so wait, so wait. So it means it tells me then that diamonds are a start in some version of a pool table. You could completely calibrate all sides of the table down to a millimeter. Yes. Why not? Mm. Yes. You could. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't need just one thing that divides it in two. Give me something that divides it into a thousand oh, I parts. Yeah. That would up that would up my game, my, the precision of my game. And if you're teaching kids math and they say in, in middle school, say, I'll never need to know that for the rest of my life. I say, Yes, you will. Okay. If you don't want to end up like Chuck, <laughs> losing all your money. <laughs> the cautionary tale of tough nights. <laughs> well, we only have uh, you know, we have we have eight diamonds on on the length of the pool table and there's four on this on the mm -hmm. side. Uh, but Pool players, we 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 can we can specify numbers in between those diamonds. So I'll say right. this is at one point one five, or you know this is at you know it's it's between the first and second diamond. I'll say right. one point mm -hmm. seven. You know you know so we can we can find two. Yeah, okay. And and people can learn about right. fractions and decimals that way too. Uh, we got to actually land this plane as we try to do. Uh, let me offer some final reflective comments. Any astrophysicist older than fifty never challenged them to pull. Because if you're over that age, you would have visited telescopes in your day. After that, the, the, it's remote observing because everything is done electronically now. But at telescope domes, on cloudy nights, every mountain telescope has a pool table. And on cloudy nights, you have to, you have to be on call in case the clouds part. Everyone is playing pool. We are all badass. Well, we're not world class, but we're better than you, you think. We're better than average. And so this is a, an alert for all pool sharks out there. Watch out for astrophysicists. I like it. I think a lot of people would have spent much more time paying attention in their geometry class and in their physics class had they known about your pool tables. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Mm. So tell us, where do we find you online? Uh, we know you have, uh, what do we, where do we find you on Facebook? Yeah, people want to see some videos uh, that, that demonstrate a lot of this stuff. I do. I have, I have a, face I do. a Facebook page, is Dr. Dave Billiards. I have a YouTube channel, Dr. Dave Billiards. I have a website, uh, uh, drdaveblades.com, where I sell my book, my videos, T-shirts, all kinds of stuff. Cool, I have another cool. website, which is probably the most interest. It's billiards.colostate.edu. That's um, all free stuff. I have thousands of videos, thousands of articles, or hundreds of articles I've written for a Billiard Magazine. Okay, so that's your academic uh, pivot point for, yes, your, whole, for exactly. your life's output. Very good, very good. All right, we're, we're actually done here. David, it's great to have you on, and... Uh, I'm, I'm always pleased to learn that they're complete experts in things that you know, we don't otherwise think are, would have experts or may, would even deserve experts. And there you are bringing the science down to earth. Thank you, Neil. And that's what that's what we try to how we try to roll here on Star Talk. Gary, Chuck, always good to have Thank you. you. And Chuck, now I under, now I understand Chuck why you keep asking for a raise. <laughs> it's too <laughs> to get out of debt. Right. We'll, we'll visit you in prison, Chuck. All right, <laughs> all right, guys. I'm Neil deGrasse Tyson. Uh, signing off for Star Talk. As always, keep looking up. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.